0: It was the same old story until it wasn't anymore. The Boston Celtics actually hold on. They keep their composure. They win a game that they were about to blow down the stretch. This is an important development that I will be talking about right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on, number 18, Tatum and Brown J-team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with Delario B. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Prime time, gapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how we started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on, Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you so much for making this show part of your daily routine and your first listen every single day. I am here for you Monday through Friday. Lockdown Celtics is free. I'm not charging you any money for this content, it's available everywhere. You can watch the show on YouTube. Every past episode is on lockdownceltics.com. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, and I'm one of the media voters uh, for the Boston Celtics 75th anniversary team. The Boston Celtics beat the Charlotte Hornets 113-107 at the Garden on Wednesday night, a game that they had uh, a comfortable lead in with about five minutes to go, 10, 11 points, 11 points. and then they proceeded to blow it. Oh, oh that, was, that was scary. Uh, I'll get into that in just a second. In the second segment, I'll get into the individual performances. And then later on in the third segment, the standings are getting super, super interesting. There's a very interesting kind of march to the all-star break where some, some very positive things can happen. The Celtics, but let's get to the big headline. The big story in this game to me was the last five minutes of the game where the Celtics had a 102 91 lead. Jalen Brown gave them an 11 point lead, less than five minutes to go. This was a point now, it was a game of runs, so to speak. They there was a, a bunch of 10 0 9 2, 10 1, 7 2, like those types of runs back and forth throughout the whole game. The Celtics. Biggest lead was 12 in this game. And it felt like, like they had a bunch of turnovers. And it felt like that could have been, uh, if they could have cleaned that up, it would have been a little bit of a different story. They gave up a lot of offensive rebounds, especially in the third quarter. If they had cleaned that up, it would have been a different story. But the Celtics, back and forth with Charlotte. Charlotte's a decent team. They're a big offensive team. They're going to score. And the Celtics had it. Right around where they I felt like they had a, an opportunity to close this game out again, 11 point lead. The Celtics had missed opportunities, and here comes Charlotte. In a it took a full minute where the Celtics missed a couple of shots. Rozier makes a layup, it's 102.93. Lonzo Ball hits a couple of free throws, it's 102.95. Boston missed three shots and turned it over once in that stretch. And I'm starting to think, like, huh, can't be happening again, right? Then Richardson hits a free throw. Rozier hits a three. Richardson misses. Tatum turnover. Tatum foul. Tatum tech. And next thing you know, three free throws for Charlotte. Lonzo Ball drills them all. It's 103-101. And I'm just thinking, like, wow. When Tatum got that tech... It was it really really felt like this was the same old story. It really really felt like meltdown city all over again. And I was starting to think like, man, these guys, you know, they they sucked me in again and I thought maybe this time it might be a little bit different. And here they are, they're doing the same old stuff, the turnovers, the missed shots, some uh, some really bad misses and here comes Charlotte. All of a sudden, Charlotte can't miss from three. Everything was a three pointer. So there's less than two minutes on the clock. It's a 10, one Hornets run. And I'm sitting there thinking like, Oh my God, I have got to write another story about how they collapse down the stretch. This media session is going to be a mess. This is who knows how this is going to go. Then all of a sudden Jalen Brown hits a shot. Not much, but he hits a shot. Okay. Celtics up four. Charlotte still can't miss. It's a three-pointer. Normally, this is where the Celtics come down and try to answer. How many times have I said on this podcast, don't try to answer. The Celtics always try to answer instead of running an offense and just calmly, let's just score. The Celtics always after. So JB hits a shot. It's a, it's a four-point game. Charlotte makes it a one-point game. Where's the pull-up three going to come from? Is it going to be a Tatum sidestep? Is it going to be a Jalen Brown pull-up? Is it going to be a Marcus Smart, ill-advised one? Who's going to try the answer, and how are they going to screw this up? No. No. They ran offense. They did it. They actually ran offense. A pin-down screen for Jason Tatum. Smart's at the top of the key. Smart has the ball in his hands as the point guard and they're running an action to get Tatum the ball on the move against a favorable matchup. They actually ran offense smart. So pinned down for Tatum Tatum comes up around. He does like a ghost screen for, which is basically looks like he's going to set a screen, but then he goes right past him. So It's a ghost screen and he's looking for the ball, but smart says, wait a minute. They're not looking. They're too focused on Tatum. I see a lane of the basket. Boom. He goes foul. Charlotte's in the penalty. Two free throws. Drills him. Charlotte comes again. Another three-pointer. Can't miss these three-pointers. Are they going to answer this time? No. Boston actually runs an offense that starts with the ball in Smart's hands. They run a pick and roll for Jason with Jason Tatum. Tatum gets the ball. He doesn't pull up from 3. He attacks. He attacks. Gets into the middle of the lane. Goes up, gets fouled, drills two free throws. So the Celtics are answering without trying to answer. They're actually running offense. I could cry right now. I could cry. I've been begging on this podcast for this to be the case. They're fi- It's like, I feel like I'm watching my kid take his first steps. And I don't have a kid. I can only imagine this is what it looks like. <laughs> this is what it feels like. I'm like, oh, oh my God. They're doing it. And then this is the opportunity for supreme athletes, the big-time performers, to make the big-time play. Charlotte comes out. They run another play for a three-pointer. Robert Williams makes an amazing play to block the shot. Now the Celtics get the ball back. Now they're already up two. Now the now it's, it's a foul game because you're less than 30 seconds to go. It's the foul game. Celtics come down. They make their free throws. And they hold on to win, capped off by a nice dunk from Robert Williams just to, you know, icing on the cake. The Celtics actually kept their composure. They didn't panic in the face of a three-plus-minute stretch of going without a field goal. They ran an offense and took advantage of a team in the penalty I cannot believe that I'm saying all of this. They actually did it. This is a big development for the Celtics. Are they going to do it every time? I don't know. I don't, I, I can't say that they are. They just had the Atlanta game. So uh, there, are, there is a very recent example of them kind of reverting to some of the worst of, of who they are. But at the same time, this is a, a major, major development that a team like this can actually hold off a decent team. Jason Tatum didn't have a great game. Jalen Brown didn't have a great game, but yet they hold off a decent team by doing the right things. Any bit of progress is good for these guys. They've now won three games in a row, five of their last six, seven of their last 10. I'll get into the standings thing later on, but All of the little bits and pieces that I've been begging for that we've been going back and forth about that the comments have been full of (laughs) this little bit is encouraging. Now do it again and do it again after that and do it again after that. But this was a game that they normally lose for sure and they actually held on to win. Who was directly involved? Some incredible performances in this game. And like I said, some not so incredible, but I'll get into that next with the individual performances. First, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football's getting down to the you know the Super Bowl, uh, right down in the big game in a couple of weeks. Betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of this new, amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Hey, as always, thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. I want to make you aware... Uh, In one week, this is the February 3rd show. Thursday, February 10th is the trade deadline. All sorts of rumors, I talked about some yesterday. Uh, All sorts of developments around the NBA. Thursday, February 10th at three o'clock is the trade deadline. At two o'clock, I will be joined on the Locked On NBA YouTube page live by uh, Kim Becker, who hosts our Locked On Now show. Josh Lloyd, who is the fantasy basketball guy, Antonio Daniels, former NBA uh, veteran, and uh, we're going to get you through the trade deadline with some uh, up-to-the-minute analysis, in-depth local reactions to everything. You're not going to get this kind of coverage anywhere else. So uh, subscribe to the Lockdown NBA YouTube page and uh, get those notifications, you'll Set your notifications, uh, and uh, when we go live, you'll get notified and you can hop on. All right, let's run through quickly the box score. The Celtics were led by Josh Richardson, 23 points uh, for him in this uh, 113-107 win over the Charlotte Hornets. Marcus Smart, 22 points for him, six assists, and Jason Tatum, 19 points, nine assists. Let's start from the beginning. Marcus Smart was was the first guy that I wanted to kind of mention because he – was the entire offense for a long time. Like I said, 22 points, 7-11 shooting, two of six from three, six assists, four rebounds, a steal, a block. In the second quarter, the Celtics came out strong, and in the second quarter, they, you know, fumbling it away. And Marcus Smart had a real huge blocked shot. It was an amazing defensive play. And some of the most acrobatic finishes around the rim, just up and spinning and like unreal finishes for Marcus Smart at the rim. So huge game for him. Uh again handling the ball down the stretch, we're seeing the best, the absolute best of Marcus Smart. In fact, I'll go so far as to say I can't remember a stretch of Marcus Smart playing better basketball for the Celtics. He might have had some hotter shooting stretches and he might have been, you know, he's always been a, a tenacious defender, but Marcus is really, has really put it all together lately and, and is flourishing over, you know, since his return from COVID absolutely flourishing this one, he, he needed to score more and he did that. And, but again, seven of 11 shooting, it's not like he was chucking like 30 shots. Like he, it's not like he was going, uh, overboard seven of 11 limited, limited shooting. He was just hot in uh, some, some key, key buckets. Uh, what, what, what else do you want to say? Like Mark and, and then them putting the ball in his hand down the stretch. It's awesome. Robert Williams. I thought for sure, Robert Williams was going to have a five by five game that five. This is a rare occurrence. Uh, it's definitely more rare than a triple double five categories, points, assists, rebounds, steals, and blocks. Um, and you could have, I know there are other – what would the other categories be? But you can have, like, multiple categories there with the five. So um, he had ten points, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals, and three blocks, so close to the five-by-five. Five. Uh, I, I thought he was going to get it though. he was going early, but he was making a ton of great defensive plays. Obviously, that block shot at the end. Uh, a couple of times, like, he actually fumbled – uh, an alley oop, like there was a wide open alley oop. I've never seen Rob drop the ball on a wide open alley oop. He must have taken the, his eye off the ball or something. But other than that, Rob was fantastic in this game. It's becoming clear that Robert Williams is supremely important to this team and much, much more important than I think people even anticipated starting the season. And I think. Just to put it in terms of the trade deadline, this isn't just like, hey, you know, we don't want to part with Rob, but we'll do it if we have to. This is, we don't want to part with Rob. We'll do it if we have to, if he's the final piece to like a superstar joining the team. Like, I don't know, like if Carly anthony Towns were suddenly available. Like at that point, that's the deal you, you make but other than that, you don't just toss Robert Williams into a deal right now. Like, that's not something that I – no, no. Rob is massively important to this team. The way he defends, especially when, you know, now that he's, you know, got that focus, I, I think back to that December stretch, the West Coast trip where he loses that focus. If he's focused and on point, this kid can be a real – real game changer for the Celtics. So if, if he's not on the floor, it's noticeable. The, the difference is noticeable. So and smart says, I actually told him you look like me out there. You're going to beat me out for being one of the def- best defenders out there. So keep going. I'm proud of you. Rob is phenomenal. The athleticism he has to be able to guard one through five at his size is just tremendous. We need that from him. We need Rob every night to be that Rob that's, Can't say it any better. So, I won't. (laughs) Let's move on to the bench. Boston's bench outscored Charlotte's bench 41-19. to That's all Josh Richardson and Grant Williams. Richardson, in morning shoot-around, said, he was asked about his confidence. He says, my confidence is always at a 10. Like, I know who I am. I know what I bring. I know what I can do. And so, I was like, damn, that's... And then he comes into this, this game, 23 points on eight of 12 shooting six of eight from three early on, like the Celtics, when it was clear that Tatum and Brown didn't have everything kind of working him coming in and hitting threes, like he started out the second quarter, just boom, boom, boom. First three uh, buckets for the Celtics in the second quarter were Josh Richardson threes huge because Charlotte made their run in the second quarter and They needed everything from Richardson just to kind of stay even. I think one of the keys to this game is that the Celtics built leads. And when Charlotte made their runs, they were erasing leads, but they weren't taking leads of their own. And what's another thing that I've been saying on this podcast over and over and over again? The Celtics need to find a way to take these 9 1 runs, 10 2 runs, and stop them at that rather than them becoming. 18-2 or 22-2, those are the killer runs, like the ones in Atlanta. Like Those are the killer runs that that the Celtics just can never survive. And that's what the Celtics did in this game. They blew leads or they gave up leads, but Richardson and Grant Williams, who started a little slow but hit half of his three-pointers, he was uh, three of six from three. Same thing, hitting timely shots. Clutch shots happen at any point in the game. A, a shot that stops a run at 10-2 and triggers a, a 9-0 response is a clutch shot to me because that triggers a turnaround that saves the game. Games are won and lost. This game you can it was very obvious. It came down to the wire. But games can be won and lost in the second quarter. You know, you look at like the Minnesota-Denver game from uh, Tuesday night is a great example where Minnesota went on a gigantic 20 something like 26 to six run or something in the, in the second quarter when Nikola Jokic was on the bench and they just never recovered. Minnesota ran away with it. That game was won in the second quarter, a clutch basket in that situation would have stopped that run and changed the entire dynamic of the game. The Celtics did that in this game. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, were I said kind of up and down, like they were, they were okay. But like the thing about Jalen Brown is that, okay, he shot seven of 15. So almost 50%. He, he looked out of sorts, 15 points, six assists, right? Jalen, Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, 19 points, nine assists. So they didn't have their whole, their whole bag in this one, but Jalen down the stretch, huge, huge, huge. In fact, let me get a little bit more into Jalen down the stretch when I come back because this is another super, super important development in this game that, that I think we should put a pin in for, for future reference because this, this could be something here. I'll do that after I talk about Rock Auto. Rock Auto sponsoring this episode and, you know, there's a ton of cars out there now that all sorts of makes and models. There's no way that chain store in that strip mall can have every part for everything. They're great. You're going to walk in there and they're just going to give you whatever they have. So you don't want to waste your time telling that person behind the counter all the stuff that your car is. Just go go to rockauto.com at home, sit at your computer and enter that information in yourself and you'll have an entire catalog and you can save 30 to 50 to even 100% uh, on the the chain store or dealership prices because rock auto just has the ability to sell direct to you and it's going to save you a bunch of money no matter how complicated no matter how simple do you need brake parts or do you need tail lamps or do you need a new carpet or wipers It's all there so how, however uh you see yourself i'm not a car guy i'm not a car guy pop the hood i'm like okay that's a that's an engine. That's all I know. But I can still go to rockauto.com to get the little essentials, but some people know more. And you can go to rockauto.com for all that complicated stuff. Go right now. I'm sure you're going to find what you need. I'm sure you're going to find it at a better price than you're going to find anywhere else. And when you do buy something, make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box. That's how they know we sent you. It's the only way they know we sent you. So make sure you write locked on. In there, how did you hear about us? box? It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts of your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Make Lockdown Bets your second listen. Your boy Q, Lee Sterling, they've got some great advice. If you're going to lay some money down at Bet Online, they can help you out. If you take their advice, maybe, maybe you can win a few bucks based on what they tell you. So check it out wherever you get your podcast. As I was saying before the break, Jalen Brown, the thing that impressed me is that he didn't get bogged down in his mistakes. Dude had seven turnovers in this game. This was a bad turnover game for him. Yeah, he shot well. He was a minus four. It's the, the worst of the plus minus in this game. He, he didn't have a great game, but he still had the assist. He still hit that clutch bucket in the fourth quarter. He took a charge in that fourth quarter. He had a big offensive rebound and put back in that fourth quarter. The thing about Jalen is that when he has bad performances, he has a real tendency to kind of glaze over. And all of a sudden there are backdoor cuts. All of a sudden there's, you know, a, a, a clear lapse. He's, he, the turnovers get worse and worse and worse. But he kept his composure and made plays down the stretch. That is a, a very important element to this game. I'm not so worried about Jason Tatum. Tatum has this, like he's even said it the other day. He has this short memory. He doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to bother him so much, which I think bothers some people, but he's just like, okay, you know, he doesn't want to shoot poorly. He doesn't want to miss six of the seven three-pointers that he took, but even Tatum attacked down the stretch, wasn't trying to settle for three-pointers. He attacked down the stretch. Important development for him too. These are important things, but the Jalen Brown one is especially important, especially for a guy who's been talking um, a little bit more, getting a little bit more of that leadership out there. Guys, you know, guys on the team are talking about yes, we want to draw more of that out of him. Well, in the in the cr- crunch time in the fourth quarter, Jalen puts aside a lot of the stuff that he like he earlier in that quarter missed a, a baseline jumper so badly. I mean, it was horribly missed, but didn't bother him. He just you know, kept on working, did the other little things. Like I said, the charge and the offensive rebound were big, 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 big. That's an important development for the Celtics. If he can start to get past his mistakes more easily, then that's going to be a, a, a major step forward for Jalen Brown. Little bits here, everybody. Little bits, you know. The, you watch this team, and you, you get frustrated. But the the fourth quarter, when it mattered in the last few minutes, instead of collapsing, they they pull through. Jalen Brown instead of glazing over, he steps up and makes clutch plays. Jason Tatum instead of settling for jumpers like he has all season long, attacks the basket and gets to the free throw line to get get points on the board and stop. Charlotte's run, or at least answer Charlotte's run the right way. All of these things matter. And now where does that put the Celtics? It puts the Celtics at, uh, five and a half games out in a virtual tie with Toronto and a half game behind Charlotte. Charlotte's now in seventh. They're a half game behind them. And up next for Toronto, Cleveland, tough team up next for Charlotte, Chicago, tough team up next for Boston, Detroit. Don't screw this up, Boston. Don't screw this up. Chicago, the, the um Toronto Raptors. Here's here's their run towards the all-star break. Chicago, Atlanta at Charlotte, at OKC, at Houston, Denver at New Orleans, and at Minnesota. So Chicago, Atlanta is tough. Charlotte is a tough team, uh, maybe not quite to that level. OKC and Houston. Okay, I can see them winning those games. Denver is a tough team. New Orleans, I can give them a win there. Minnesota is uh, on the win side but still a toss up. So, you can that's that's kind of a tough schedule. I don't think they're going to go on a big big run. They can win some of those games, maybe they split. Charlotte's run to the All-Star break. Cleveland, Miami, Toronto, Chicago, at Detroit, Memphis at Minnesota and Miami that is tough. Charlotte could go on a little bit of a slide here. Cleveland's tough. Miami takes, you know, a top a top seed. Toronto, you know, they play so they play each other. Chicago is a top seed. Memphis is very very tough. Minnesota just like I said, kind of, you know, on the on the tougher side, not a gimme. Miami again. So that's there there's one Detroit, one gimme in there. That's a tough road for Charlotte. Boston schedule, Detroit, Orlando, Brooklyn, all on the road. They, this is the net, Those are the next three games: Denver, Atlanta, Philly, and Detroit. So, two very winnable games. Brooklyn is in in disarray right now. Maybe you're catching Brooklyn at the right time. They're they're in a tough spot, but obviously they're dangerous. Denver, Atlanta, that's those are two tough games. Philly, we can say that's a loss. Detroit. That could be a win. So you got one, two, three wins there. If the Celtics can get somewhere a fourth, maybe, maybe you win two of those games with, uh, the Brooklyn, Denver, Atlanta, Philly. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, four, four, yeah, five, five more wins the rest of the way. That could be, that, that could put the Celtics in the seventh seed going into the, uh, into the break. Pretty good spot for the Celtics, considering everything that they've gone through, considering everything. Here are the Celtics at 28-25 now, three games above five hundred. Again, winners of seven of their last 10 games, three-game winning streak. Not huge, but it's also tied for the longest winning streak in the East with Toronto Get them up to, and you know, I haven't even looked at Brooklyn. Can Brooklyn drop a couple of games? Is it possible the Celtics could even sneak into the sixth seed going into the All Star break? We could look at the Celtics heading into the All Star break and say, oh, that's actually not not so bad. It could be one of those situations where, when you, if you were to be on a, a three month kind of lost in the jungle somewhere, come back out and you go, oh, well, yeah, the Celtics are, uh, what, 34 and 27, whatever it is. I say, okay, they're the, they're the sixth seed, so a little, little lower than we thought, but actually, you know, not so bad. Without knowing how the season went, <laughs> they're in a good spot. They're in a, they, they have the ability to put themselves in a good spot. Look, their point differential puts them at third in the East. Their net rating puts them at third in the East, seventh in the NBA. There's, there's a disparity between their actual performance and what the numbers show. This could just be the correction. The Celtics might actually, this might actually be what the Celtics are more than who they've been when they've been hurt and all of that stuff. Who knows? They could very easily also go and lose to Detroit and we'll just lose our minds. They can go lose to Detroit and Orlando, and I would not be shocked. I would be very horribly disappointed, which we all know is worse. And then they'd be the same old Celtics. Or they could do what they need to do. Like I said at the top, same old story until it's not anymore. And you want to change the narrative? Change the endings of these games. And then the narrative changes with it tomorrow. We'll wrap up the week. Um, I have something special planned for tomorrow uh, involving a very big name from Celtics history. Um, Hopefully I'll be able to share that tomorrow. So stick around, stay, make sure you're subscribed and uh, yeah, subscribe to the show, watch the show on YouTube. Uh, We crossed 3,700. So in the past couple of weeks, we've added like about 100 new subscribers a week. We'd love to, to add more. So make sure you're subscribed if you're new to the show. If you are a fan of the show, a regular watcher, a regular listener, tell your friends, tell everybody, share the podcast. Let them all know that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.